What's up, Ishes? Welcome back to the 28 Days of Self-Love. This is your kind of well, kind of toxic, main fucking ish, bringing you another episode of Wellish. Today is day 10. We made it to double digits. And today we're going to be talking about the art, is what I'm going to fucking call it, the art of saying no, because it is an art. It's difficult. And there's definitely a way to do it that makes it not as daunting. But I want to validate you in its dauntingness because it's funny that I'm recording this episode because saying no was always something I was very bad at. I can hear my childhood friend yelling at me, telling me that I need to get better at saying no because I would agree to things that I didn't necessarily want to do and then I would turn around to her and I would complain and she would be like, I don't feel bad for you because you did it to yourself. You literally don't know how to say no. And I remember being kind of offended by that at first, but it was the truth. I was literally setting myself up for failure and I then I would turn around and I would complain about not wanting to do specific things, but why would I agree to it in the first place? It was because I was people pleasing. It was because I didn't want to make the other person feel like I didn't want to do whatever it was they were asking of me. I didn't want them to not like me. I didn't want them to think that I didn't prioritize them. And what's funny with that is all I was doing was not prioritizing me. I didn't like me. I wasn't doing what was best for me. Now, the funny thing about me not being able to say no is it was actually my first word. <laughs> not, not mama, not dad, not any of the things. It, my first word was no. And it's so ironic that as I grew up, it became one of the hardest things for me to say. But something that's so important that I definitely didn't think about until I actually sat down to plan this episode is that when you're a little kid, hearing no is the worst thing to happen. So from the time that you can remember all the way up until your parents no longer had control over you anymore, hearing the word no was detrimental. It meant rejection. It meant that you didn't get to do what you wanted to do and it meant disappointment. You can't eat the candy. You can't go to your friend's house and have a sleepover on a school night. You can't go to the party. You can't go outside right now. And Every single time, it's like, you're ruining my life. Like, you're ruining my life. It's so detrimental. And so no shit that we grow up and become programmed to think that saying no is a negative. That's how it becomes so crucial that we need to figure out how to switch that mindset. We have to figure out a way to flip the mindset from a negative one to one of self-growth, of self-love, one that is honoring yourself. No can be used in such a powerful way in self-love because if you say no to the things you don't actually want to do, it's a way of honoring who you are, what you like, and what you don't want to tolerate or put up with or deal with in your life. There are two types of saying no, saying no to ourselves and saying no to other people. I struggle with both. <laughs> I'm really in recent times getting good at saying no to myself. I didn't even realize that that was a thing for the longest. Like I thought that if I thought something, it popped into my head. I had to execute it. I thought that I had to jump on every good idea that I had. I felt that if I didn't do those things that I was missing out on some sort of opportunity or that I wasn't 
a go-getter or that I wasn't strong-willed or that I wasn't a high achiever if I didn't do all the things all the time. And I killed myself over it. I swear to God, I just burnt myself out constantly. I always would go through these cycles of like severe productivity and then burn myself out and then severe productivity and then burn myself out. And I couldn't, I was so far in that I didn't even recognize that that's what I was doing. One of the things that I had to say no to in recent times was exercise, which sounds funny because you always think that you're supposed to exercise and do all of the health things for you and stuff. But I, I loved exercise so much that I made it my entire life. It was a big part of my relationship. I made a business out of it. Not only had I been working out for several years before I started this business, hi, dude has joined us. This is nice. So I already had this love for fitness, but it wasn't my entire life. When I started making a business out of it, it suddenly became my whole life. Everything I thought about, everything that I did all came back to what I was going to do to improve this exercise, personal training business. And it infiltrated my own wellness because I couldn't just focus on myself and how I was going to execute my workout. It was what content was I going to get? What was going to be the best thing to for marketing purposes? What lesson could I teach potential clients? What information do I need to study and do I need to know in order to be the most knowledgeable so that I can be the best coach that I can be? And doing that for two years straight, I burnt myself out. I got to the point that I hated exercise. I hated going to the gym. I ended up, one of my last few times that I went before I took a break, I like sat down to do hip thrusts and literally just started crying because I couldn't do the weight that I wanted to do. And I thought that that meant I was a failure. And I just, it got, it was really bad. So I decided I needed to say no to exercise. So I needed to be able to recognize that and then tell myself no. The other type of saying no is saying no to people. And as somebody that always struggled with people pleasing, that's something that can be very difficult because you don't want that person to think that they're not important to you or that you're a bad person because you said no to them. When you're in that situation, whether it's with yourself or to another person, I want you to consider weighing out your options. I think that if you take a step back and say to yourself, what's the worst thing that can happen? Again, building on those worst case scenarios (laughs) and saying, if I say no, these are all the possibilities that can happen. If I say yes, these are all the possibilities that can happen. Which one are you okay with happening? Because most of the time when you put them side by side like that, you're going to be like, well, I don't want that. And you're going to have to say no. And you're going to have to realize that you don't want that in your life and you have to say no. But it's not as easy as saying, you just got to say no. It's, that's not, that's not going to work. So I've got some ideas for you guys to try if you want to start incorporating this into your own life. When I took a step back and thought about what the reason was for me a lot of the time saying yes to things, I seemed to do so on autopilot. Yes seems to be my instant reaction. People pleasing seem to be my instant response. So if you can figure out in not just saying no, but in life in general, in conversations in general, how to slow down your speech, how to actually listen, hear, and absorb what a person says before you respond, it is okay 
to let a few beats pass before you answer somebody. You can also say, let me check my availability and I'll get back to you on it. There's nothing wrong with asking somebody to wait. If you can slow that thought process down, it's possible you will prevent yourself from overcommitting so often of the time. This is kind of one that you hear a lot, but I had just experienced it recently and I thought it was kind of cool, so I wanted to share it. Try to find a different way to say no. Just like we've said here 300 times, you have to find the ways that works for you. You have to find the way of saying no that is specifically in your favor that comes out of your mouth the best way possible and that can sit on your brain in the best way possible. My coworker and I wanted to start a book club and we asked another coworker of ours if she wanted to do it with us. And when we asked her, she was kind of hesitant and she took a moment to really answer. She was kind of like, oh, um, that's not a bad idea. Uh, I, you know, I love reading. That That's that's cool. But you know what? I actually do a lot of my reading at night and I don't go to sleep until like midnight. And I just I don't even know when I would have time to be able to sit down and have a book club with you guys as much as I would love to. It just doesn't fit into my schedule as much as I would have liked it to. She never like said, no, I don't want to do that. She ne- It was very much an implied thing, but there was a way that she said it. And I think something too, saying something along the lines of, oh my gosh, I would love to, but it just doesn't work for me. You're also writing a dangerous line there though, because you don't want to say like, oh, maybe next time. And then they invite you next time if it's something that you don't want to do at all. Another thing you can try is flipping the script. How would you want the news broken to you? If you were asking somebody that question, how would you feel? It's not like when my coworker said that to me, I was like, oh my God, that bitch. I can't believe that she wouldn't want to do it. It was just like, oh, okay. Like it was like slightly disappointing. Like it was like, oh, well, oh, well, whatever. I mean, like she can't do it. It's not like there's anything to negotiate because she let me know that she couldn't do it. And that was it. That was it. That was the end of it. And I moved on. Notice too, in my example, it was very simple. I do not go into any over explanation or making excuses. You don't want to be a person that makes all of the excuses. And you also don't need or owe anybody an explanation. And it's not just for those two reasons that you don't want to give excuses and over explain. First of all, doing that makes it seem as though you aren't confident in your decision. If you're a person that is frantically trying to give some sort of explanation as to the reason why you're telling them no, you seem uncertain. And then taking that a step further, if you are saying no to a person that's more dominating or it's gonna be a dick to you about you saying no, you're giving them more to work with. You're giving them more ammo. Don't give them more ammo. Just be simple and straightforward and say, no, it's not going to work for me and then move on. You're not giving them things to twist your words. They're not giving them things to pick apart. There's no reason to over explain and make an excuse because the reason is you don't want to and you are allowed to be firm in that response. You are allowed to not want to do something. You are allowed to live your life how you want to live it and not fall victim to what everybody else wants you to do. You're allowed to stay true to the way that you want to execute your own life 
And nobody is allowed to be mad at you for doing that. If they are, fuck them. They're an asshole if they're mad at you for that. You are entitled to your own life and to making your own decisions. You don't want to live your life never saying no and doing things only because it benefits others and never because it benefits you. Because if you do that, you're going to end up living a life that you don't want to. Even just simply enough, let's narrow it down, not put the whole life pressure on it. You're going to be doing something you don't want to do. Why would you commit to that? Why would you put yourself in a situation to do something that you don't want to? Don't do things you don't want to do that don't make you happy, that don't fill you up, that don't benefit your mental health, that don't benefit your physical health. Saying no is a skill that you have to learn just like anything else. You must practice over and over again. It might be uncomfortable at first. It will be uncomfortable at first, but you must practice it in order to show yourself, to prove to yourself that you have not only the ability to say no, but that it's not that big of a deal, that most people aren't going to react like you're the worst person in the world or whatever scenario you've created in your head. It's probably not going to happen, but you're not going to know that unless you put yourself in that situation. You're also not going to know the best way for you to say no and for you to handle this situation without you trying different options and seeing what works best. You have to practice it in order to say no. And sometimes it's not going to work out. Sometimes it is going to suck. Sometimes somebody might respond badly, but that does not change the fact that you didn't want to do it and you were able to stand your own ground, love yourself enough to say, I'm going to do the things that I feel best about, that I feel that I want to execute on and see where that takes you. Do not distract the direction of your life with useless yeses. You are capable of more than that and you deserve more than that. Tomorrow, we're going to be getting into embarrassment and shame. So tune in for that. Sounds like a super fucking exciting episode, doesn't it? (laughs) Tonight at midnight, we're going to be talking about overcoming those situations that really make you not feel self-love because of the embarrassment and shame that might be in your life and how we're going to move fucking forward from that. You can follow me at underscore Sarah Ritt. You can follow Wellish at Wellish Podcast, both on Instagram. And then you can follow me at Sarah Rittendale on TikTok. I will talk to you wishes tomorrow. Bye, guys.